0: Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fort Worth Music Academy podcast and I am so so like more excited <laughs> than all of our other pod- podcasts put together because we have our very own wonderful Anna everybody <laughs> say hi Anna Anna how are you today
1: I'm surviving it's good. So for
0: those who don't know, Anna basically runs the school. Um, She is in charge of onboarding. She is in charge of managing communications um, with teachers and students, scheduling payments, uh, uh, student cancellations, and quitting. And everything in between, the school would not run without her, and we are so grateful for her. I don't even have an appropriate title to give you. She's just awesome Anna.
1: Oh, thanks. (laughs) I know I kind of gave myself a title there.
0: (laughs) So the reason why Anna is on the podcast today is um, because I recently found out that Anna is Mormon. And I have a fairly strong background in uh, my own religious pursuits and in studying religion. And even though (laughs) I am currently no longer uh, religious. I still love talking with people in different worldviews and different belief systems. And that is kind of the point of the podcast is to just interview as many different kinds of people as possible and gain as many different perspectives as possible. Because I think it makes us all better, more well-rounded people. And that's what we want at our school. We want as many different kinds of people as possible so we can sharpen each other like iron sharpens iron. So <laughs> you know, why don't you give us a quick uh, background um, about kind of who you are and, uh, and then maybe go into how you came into the, the Mormon faith.
1: So I <clears throat> was born in Vegas, actually, and then raised in Southern Utah. I have been Mormon my whole life. I actually like nerd out on family history, and I think the first Mormon in my family was Sven Larsen from Sweden in like a a long time ago, like early 1900s, I think. And so that's just like been habit, you know? And so it, there came like a point in my life where I had to figure out like, okay, but, but is that what serves me? Is that, is that what makes me my best self? You know, and it's a conversation I had with my mom a lot. It's like, you know, I just feel like it works for me because I want to be my best self. I'm really like nurturing and really like social and and because it makes so much sense to me um, it like lets me help other people the best and so for me um, it just kind of always clicked and even when I evaluated it and it was just like you know what frankly it's more work not to do this because at this point in my life that is that works for me it has me constantly um, evaluating myself and trying to improve myself. And I'm like, as long as I'm doing that, and I don't get stagnant as a human, then I feel like, well, and it doesn't like, keep me from accepting people in my life, then I feel like there, it's no, there's no barrier to entry for me. Yeah. So that's kind of why I am where I am.
0: <laughs> so, so you would say that you grew up In it, But then you kind of came to a point where you had to sort of own it and decide if it was something that you were just born into or something that you wanted to adopt as an adult. Is that right?
1: Yeah, totally. So like I I eloped with my husband, actually. Um, We were both like little 18-year-olds. He might have been 19, but. You guys um, got
0: married when you were 18 or 19?
1: Oh my, Hannah, yes. And 11 days later, he moved to Korea. And then (laughs) three months later, I joined him. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. yeah was,
0: was he in the the military
1: yeah he's in the army oh my goodness so you know like we're in a foreign country for two and a half years and we just kind of had to go all right what do we want all of this to look like and kind of search that out he's had his own like path to ultimately exactly where i am but you know he did his thing and i did mine and we just sort of met back up at like okay yeah no this works for us and our family and this is kind of the groove we want to be in. Um, now,
0: was he, uh, did he grow up Mormon as well? Yeah, he did. Yep. And so did you guys meet in, in the church?
1: We actually have just known each other forever. Our family were friends. So cool. You know,
0: <laughs> was, was it a, I'm, a, obviously you say Utah, was yeah. this particular part of Utah that you're from, um, was, was that a strong Mormon community?
1: Hecka, uh, yeah. In high school, um, I, I I took seminary every single day during my school day. Whoa. And so they, they do release time for seminary in high school there rather than like, so like in Texas, it would be before school or after school. But because it's so saturated in Utah, we have we have seminaries right on campus that we can attend.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't known a lot of Mormons in my life, but um, I do have a couple of uh, friends from Salt Lake City. Who are both Mormon and their families are Mormon, and uh, and they're they're absolutely wonderful. Um, and I actually met them through a, a guitar um, <laughs> teaching community. That's awesome. uh, And my my general perception of Mormons is that they are extremely friendly. They are very hardworking, um, and and they are nurturing and have a strong sense of family. Would would you kind of agree with that perception?
1: totally and it's so funny because I'm like I don't know what makes that like the like the moniker for us like I don't understand totally what that's about I mean we have a strong religious faith in family and like we believe we're literal spirit children of our heavenly father and so we w- believe in like literal brotherhood with everybody on the planet and I do think like that plays in but um I kind of I, I've been looking at our religious structure and I'm like you know like we believe in salvation the same way all Christians do. We believe in um, Christ the way all Christians do, but we believe in more of like a literal Trinity and not so much like the vague, they are all one, we are all one vagueness. We believe in like separate entities, right. which is why we're kind of treated like we're not Christians sometimes. Yes, <laughs> and that
0: was the heresy yeah. for me when I, when I was a Christian uh-huh. and, and why, like I loved, one of my favorite things to do as a Christian was study why other religious beliefs were wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and I remember a couple of Mormon guys used to come by our house and they were wonderful. And we invited them in several times and they were trying to convert us and we were trying to convert them. <laughs> and, and ultimately, just on a visceral level, I, I liked their message because it was one of love and salvation. And even though I didn't believe it, um, I liked it because they were kind of like um, they're like, look, even if you're not Mormon, you guys kind of get to go to heaven too. Um, and I was like, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I was like, I think you're wrong. I think, pretty <laughs> much everybody is condemned. Um, but I I like what you're you're saying. Ultimately, we disagreed. So maybe let I I don't know how deep you go with the theology of Mormonism, but can you can you elaborate kind of on what the belief system is?
1: Yeah, I am a deep diver and so it's really hard to like keep me on track you've had a conversation with me actually so you know like (laughs) I kind of can get in the weeds but um so I was my best friend actually has left the church for a different form of protestantism she's actually still kind of wandering around trying to figure out what works for her but um I was talking to her the other day and I was like you know I think the core thing baby might want to come start the screen for a second. Um is that we believe in both salvation and exaltation. And so one of the core beliefs I think that makes Mormons weird is that oh, we
0: sorry there's Miss Judy.
1: Yeah she's ornery It's perfect. <laughs> wow she's getting so pretty. I know it's weird. I'm like you're like a little person. Right. But but we believe in like three degrees of glory. And so we believe in the telestial kingdom, which is basically what everybody else's heaven looks like. And then a little higher level. And then the highest level, we believe in celestial glory. And we believe we will become like our heavenly father and be able to create the way that he creates and become like him. Would you
0: say that that highest level, because my understanding of that was always that you kind of get to become a, a god- yourself is that, that right?
1: yes that is basically to water it down here you go buddy is that okay that is basically i think why we have this like weird work ethic attached to our religiousness because i think we're a little bit gung-ho about things like we don't drink coffee and we don't smoke and we don't drink alcohol and we you know we have a lot of i mean it kind of feels a lot like judaism to me where we just have a lot of like ritual attached to our belief and right
0: right and that and that for for me as an evangelical and in the the baptist style church that i was a part of and and just again as a disclaimer i all all of the christians that i i know i truly love and they are wonderful wonderful people um, and, and I remember we, we would always be like, well, that's why, uh, belief in Judaism is heretical. And that's why belief in Mormonism is heretical because they're all working for their salvation yes. and you can't earn it. So can you explain or maybe elaborate on how, um, in your belief system, it's not that cause you guys don't believe you're earning salvation. Correct. We do
1: not. Correct. There's a great talk. I think his name's like Brad Wilcox. It's a brilliant deep dive in, um, it's like grace is sufficient. So then why are we working? And I think that, um, and that, that's, I, that's
0: like Ephesians two or or something. Yeah. Right. Yep. I remember, I remember the Mormon guys sharing that verse with me. And I was like, no, you can't, you can't own that verse. You're, you're Mormon. And <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but you guys, but you guys do subscribe to that.
1: Absolutely. And, and we are, christian in that we are the book of mormon is called the book of mormon another testament of christ and so the bible's called the bible because it's called the the books and so it's always been funny to me that the book of mormon has been treated the way it has because i can understand the mysticism around it and that and it does it does take a lot to go okay so is this real or is this like real great sci-fi you know and um So for me, and I don't know totally how this is for everybody else, but for me, my feeling is because I feel that my savior atoned for me and sacrificed so that, um, I feel like it's my duty to do as much as I can to show appreciation for that and do as much as I can to help others accept their savior and so that's where for me the work comes in and the living you know our health code and and um doing work in our temples and stuff like that all of that for me comes back to showing appreciation and wanting to help further the knowledge that Christ died for everyone so that they could return to their heavenly father and i want that for them because I want that for everyone you know and and I also believe that at whatever level people accept him there is salvation just for me I choose to subscribe to trying for exaltation and so I think that's where for me I don't understand totally like where everybody's like you know like hate the gays and I I have gay aunts and uncles and family members and best friends and and I'm like, there's space, there's space for everyone. I don't understand the hatred because if there is a God, I cannot imagine now being a parent, not wanting all of your children back in your house, no matter what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Wanting all your family in your house for Thanksgiving is how I would want to be as a parent. And I cannot imagine a perfect being feeling anything other than complete love for his kids.
0: Yeah. So in, in Mormonism, is there uh is there a version of hell or eternal punishment?
1: There totally is, yeah. We call so it So who goes there? So that is people who deny Christ. So okay. biblically, oh dang, I can't hear that. I'm glad you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> biblically, that would be like Cain. That would be people who outright deny God and um we also are just kind of taught not to judge and so that is left to god and the judges that he appoints at like the time of judgment and so it's just kind of not for us to worry about who's going there but to keep ourselves from going there we accept christ and we try to live as he told us to
0: right so is there um i mean because there is a big emphasis on on missions but yeah. once the missionary period is done, is there still? I mean, you know, in the evangelical Christian church, there's still a big emphasis on reaching out to the lost and trying to deliver that message to them. Um, do you do you feel that kind of internal pressure to be evangelizing to people, or or not so much?
1: I I think that. Evangelizing kind of can feel really compelled. And so, yes, um, I didn't serve a mission, neither did my husband. Both of my parents did. My mom went to Japan, my dad went to Argentina. And most missionaries I know have one of two experiences it's either we're trying to baptize everyone, which I think most evangelical Christians can relate to, (laughs) or it's find the people who are trying to find you. And I think that's the more healthy version while you're on a mission. And I think for me, I, she, when she has teeth, this is going to hurt. Um, <laughs> I feel like I am open and I am social and I tell people what I believe. And I'm so happy to talk to people about where they're at spiritually, because I think one, if they're totally good, where they're at, they're totally good where they're at. But two, if they're searching, then I'm available. And so I think for me, Being a loving, open, accepting friend is my version of being evangelical because I don't proclaim to know anything. Everything I do is by faith. So I I can't know what's right for somebody else. But if they're searching and I have comfort in what I'm doing, then I can offer that to them as a comfort as well. But otherwise, if they're good, they're good. And I love having Catholic friends and I love having Jewish friends and Baptist friends. And, you know, because if they're good, they're good.
0: Yeah, that's. Oh. I think that's that's awesome, uh, and that that reminds me a lot of many of my Christian friends who kind of I think take a similar approach, which is they're not going to go beat down anybody's door, but um, they. I remember our our pastor talking about, um, you know, if somebody's heart is not open to it, then don't waste your time. Yeah, we, we want to invite in people who are seeking and who are open to it. Um, because they're going to be receptive to to the message, so I think that's I, I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, so now let me ask the million-dollar question for me. Yes, sir. Uh, so as as a non-believer, technically, I mean, I I just simply I, I have decided I am not convinced of of any of it. Um, okay with it, you know, maybe maybe it's true, and um, I, but but I don't know, and so that's that's just where I end it for myself uh but technically i think that means even just by saying i i don't i'm not convinced i am rejecting christ right so i
1: love this
0: doesn't that put me in the bad place
1: here's what i will tell you about mormons and this is like one of my favorite things we believe in spirit prison a lot like catholics do and so we believe in a in a in a a holding place where people can learn. So if they've never been exposed to Christ in their life, how are they supposed to accept him? That doesn't actually make any sense. So we believe in missionary work on the other side. And so my answer to that is how I got through my best friend leaving my faith. And what I said to her is, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna know on the other side of this. Some people are pretty sure they know because of mushrooms and some people are pretty sure they know because of Bibles. But on the other side, we really all will know. And somebody will be right to some degree. And so my answer to you is like, if you are humble enough to go, whoa, this is awesome. Tell me more on the other side, rather than like, why wouldn't you have given me all the answers, God? And I think if you're humble enough to go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I, I wish that I had blah, blah, blah. But tell me more now. You know, as long as you are in a place where you are open to being taught whenever that knowledge is in your lap, then I think that there is space for everyone. And in my belief, we believe in eternal progression. And so I don't think it all has to get handled in this life. I think there's great advantage to working on it here and now rather than later. But, mm. um, I think that's more just because it makes you useful in helping other people. But, um, but Yeah. I I mean, you have never struck me as a proud human being who is above learning from other people. And so I think, you know, when you get to the other side, you're like, "Whoa, this is awesome. That's more how I see it happening for you. And I can't imagine you going. Well, it's pretty stupid that you didn't show me that before. So, yeah, no, it, thank it's you. It's funny
0: because I, you know, I'm I'm part of a couple of um, like atheist groups oh. on Facebook. And to be honest, you know, no offense to anyone in those groups. If y'all listen to this, I'm I'm not really a fan of those those groups, and I don't quite fit in
1: there. Totally.
0: Um, and
1: uh, because but, they know, and they're religious about their not knowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I I can't make a blanket generalization, but a lot of uh, atheists I've interacted with or heard speak, you know, they'll say, well, if God came down today and revealed himself to me, I would still reject him. And I'm like, look, even if I didn't like everything he was doing, (laughs) if I knew for sure that guy was real, I'd say, honestly, I'm a selfish person. I want in
1: (laughs) whatever I I have
0: to do to humble myself. (laughs) I'm in. I know, and, uh, you know. So some of my my more religious friends might say, "Well, Eric, well then you would humble yourself now and have the faith to believe." And I'm like, "Look, I just, I just don't." Um, yeah. So I, I understand it's kind of a contradiction. Like you're supposed to have the faith without knowing for sure. But for me, I just with without knowing, I just I just am not
1: not convinced. And I think it's it's like, did it enrich your life, or were you so focused on the evangelizing and the, You know what I mean? It's supposed to be enriching. It's supposed to bring you.
0: No, I think it was for me. Yeah. It was, and, and again, and I—that's I, another uh, kind of trope that I've heard spouted—is that um, you know religion is a poison and it makes people's lives worse. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not convinced of that. Most people I know who are religious, I think it seems like their lives are better for it. It tends to give them peace, a sense of community, um, and and a sense of just wanting to do good things. Um, and, and I think it was that way for me too. Um, it, I, I do think it enriched my life. So it's, it was not a, honestly, just just analyzing it. It was not a good decision for me to stop believing it. Um, I just, I just, I just don't. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of like if I was to tell one of my religious friends, um, like they're like, well, Eric, just believe it. And I'd be like, okay, well just don't, you know what I mean? You can't you can't just change what you think
1: or change totally. what you
0: believe. Um, so on a practical level, it would make more sense for me to believe it and, and practice it. Um,
1: totally. There's <laughs> this great section of scripture in the Book of Mormon that I I've gone deep into like really heavy podcasts lately, and one of the things they were talking about is that like this set of scripture shows you like. Truth is, yes, being able to prove something, but it's also being able to evaluate its fruits to see if it bears good fruit. And so for me, that's the side of faith that I can get on board with because I'm like you. It's I. There's this stupid thing that people in my church say, which is I know that the church is true, but that actually is a lie and it's not true and you can't know that. And so you can believe it and you can trust it and you can try it and say that it works for you, but you cannot say that you know until we're all on the other side and then we'll all know. And so for me, I love that I can evaluate the fruits and go, okay, I there is nobody that I hate and I think that's a good thing. So I think that's a good fruit. And I am a really present focused mom, so I think that's a good fruit and that comes from my religion and I feel gratitude for my savior and that brings me joy every day. And so that's a good fruit. And so I have to evaluate it that way because I'm with you. Like if it was just down to faith, that's a big ask, you know? (laughs) So for for you,
0: the evidence of its truthfulness is in the fruit that it bears in your life.
1: Yeah. Yep. I check my ripples and, and it hasn't always been that way. I had to, I had to become more open and I had to become more loving because there are Mormons who are not sure how to handle uh, like human rights. And there are Mormons who aren't sure how to handle, you know, a lot of the changes and the, um, social wokeness. And so you, you have to evaluate yourself. Like, is that why we're here to like worry about what they're doing or, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, that's tricky. Well, awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, I think that's a good place for us to stop for, for today. And uh, I hope we get to continue talking about this more. Um, I would, I would ask you where people can find you, but I can tell them you guys can, all you got to do is call Fort Worth Music Academy, 817 420 6462, and you can have a conversation with Anna anytime. Um, and sometimes uh, Miss Judy will be guest starring on those phone calls. That's right. Well. <laughs> you can also email her, info at fortworthmusicacademy.com, and you can talk with her more about Mormonism or music lessons or uh, anything else?
1: Anything. Yep, I answer those emails.
0: Well, this is great. This is probably the most personal conversation. I mean, you and I have talked, and we we know each other fairly well, but this is probably the deepest, most personal conversation we've we've ever had, and I'm I'm, I'm grateful for it. So thanks for being here.
1: It's good. Yeah, anytime.
0: All right, cool. Well, uh, well, that's it for today, and uh, look for more controversial, deep worldview-shattering interviews to come. See you guys next time.